question marks. There's a lot of questions. Why? How? No logic, no reason, no explanation. Just a prolonged nightmare. Worst nightmare of their lives. This long nationwide nightmare. We'll start collecting clues as to the whys, the whats, and the wheres. Neighborhood by neighborhood. Literally knocking on doors. This is your worst nightmare. The nightmare. It would be a nightmare. Worst nightmare. We will not end the nightmare. We'll only explain it. Explain to us. Because this. This. This is News and Views with Tom and Benny on Talk 96.3 and 103.7. Welcome back in. 23 minutes past the top of the hour. You know, we've been talking about malfeasance by prosecutors, district attorneys, state attorneys, chief prosecutors, uh, state attorney generals, uh, uh, even our own Josh Stein making some backroom deals. But, you know, you had the situation up in Milwaukee County where this individual, Daryl Brooks, I hate to even mentioned his name, drove his SUV through the parade. And John Chisholm, who was the George Soros back prosecutor up there, remember he came out and made that statement, and I'm paraphrasing here, but, well, I'll read it verbatim. Quote, is there going to be an individual I divert or I put into a treatment program who's going to go out and kill somebody? You bet, guaranteed. It's guaranteed to happen. You know, and we talked about that when when this story first broke. This is malfeasance. Now, I'm not an attorney, but I would say it's criminal malfeasance. Fortunately, we do have somebody with more expertise than either Benny or I, Zach Smith, who uh, has a part of the Heritage Foundation as a legal fellow in the Mies Center for Legal and Judicial Studies. He has also served several years as an assistant U.S. attorney in the Northern District of Florida. He's on the phone with us right now. Zach, welcome into News and Views. Good to have you with us. Thank you so much for having me on. I really appreciate it. Uh, you and a couple of your colleagues wrote a uh, really good, detailed uh, story, which I guess is up on the Daily Signal, uh, dealing with not only guys like John Chisholm, but um, – rogue district attorney Larry Krasner up in Philadelphia, who his policies led to the murder of a Philadelphia corporal in the police department. Uh, Kim right. Fox, who she's she's known for uh, all the fiasco that's going up in Chicago. We've got Chessa uh, uh, Bowden out in San Francisco. And I guess he is he can take credit for all these uh, flash mob robberies we see going on out in California. What? Uh, let me circle back to my original introduction. Is is this criminal malfeasance? Well, look. I think what we're seeing we're seeing a crop of rogue, radical, left wing George Soros backed prosecutors who have come into office around the country and who are refusing to do their jobs. They're refusing to prosecute broad categories of crimes, things like drug possession, things like shoplifting things like prostitution that they simply don't think should be crimes, shouldn't be criminally punished. Now, I think that's a very dangerous idea. I think the crime statistics bear that out. We're seeing this lawlessness, this lack of prosecution leading to increased violent crimes in many of the cities that you mentioned. Uh, We saw a 30% spike in homicide rates across the country uh, last year. Uh, But look, at the end of the day, a prosecutor's job, uh, especially a local DA's job, is to enforce the laws as they're written by that state's legislature. These prosecutors are refusing to do that. And in the process, they're making their communities less safe. 
But, you know, if, if we were talking about uh, as we were getting ready to go on the air. Remember, it was the Ford Motor Company that came out with a Pinto that, I mean, this is a couple of decades, well, several decades ago. They were getting rear-ended, and the, the gas tank was exploding, and people were burning to death in their cars. And a court said, this is malfeasance, and criminal malfeasance, as I recollect. I mean, again, it's been decades ago. And Ford was held responsible to the point where they had to pay out millions and millions of dollars to the victims of these poorly designed Ford Pintos. Now, what's the difference between somebody who has a poorly designed uh, well, this this guy John Chisholm, sure. who has a very poorly designed uh, pol- uh, philosophy, a judicial philosophy, and you have six people get killed in a parade by a guy that should have been behind bars. Why shouldn't he personally be held responsible? Well, look, unfortunately, one of the issues with this rogue prosecutor movement is that they sweep into office kind of using these platitudes, these feel-good phrases about fair and equal justice. Of course we all want that. We want our system to be fair. We want everyone to be equal before the eyes of the law. But that's not what they mean. They fundamentally meet, they think, our criminal justice system is fundamentally broken, that it's endemically racist, and that there's a mass incarceration problem in our country. I disagree with all of those things. uh, But I think as the consequences of their policies and the contours of their policies become more obvious, that citizens are getting fed up with it. You know, we're seeing in San Francisco, there was a petition to recall Chase Aboudin there, their rogue left-wing prosecutor. I think it's going to be on the ballot uh, during the next election cycle. We're starting to see some of these other rogue DAs backpedal or try to soft-pedal some of their more radical policies they've implemented because their community members are starting to push back uh, once they realize what these policies are and, more troublingly, what the consequences of these policies are. Do you expect at least a civil lawsuit, for example, the little boy, the eight-year-old boy that uh, died up in the uh, parade uh, by this um, uh, uh, Daryl Brooks? Uh, do you? Uh, yeah, I would. I would think that there is going to be some sort of civil lawsuit against John Chisholm because I mean, this guy Daryl Brooks doesn't have anything, but John Chisholm probably does. Well, look, the way the law is currently written, prosecutors enjoy broad discretion uh, in terms of what charges to bring and what charges not to bring. And they enjoy broad immunity from suit for most of those decisions. Now, there is an ongoing debate about how far that immunity should extend, what it should be. But the current law would probably make it difficult to sue uh, John Chisholm directly. But look, I think that highlights part of the problem with this rogue prosecutor movement. They've essentially usurped for themselves the power of their state's legislature. They nullify laws that they simply disagree with. And in the process, they harm the members of their community who often need their protection the most, uh, the poorest and most vulnerable members of their communities. Uh, And so, again, this is a very problematic uh, movement. It's a national movement that's being funded by a few left-wing billionaires like George Soros, a couple of his cohorts, uh, Brian Moskowitz and Kerry Tuna. Uh, Brian Moskowitz made his money through Facebook. And unfortunately, it's an effort to essentially short-circuit our system and in the process fundamentally transform our criminal justice system into something I don't think any of us would recognize and, frankly, something I don't think any of us uh, should or would want it to be. 
Go ahead, Benny. Uh, hey, Zach, this is Benny. We, we've talked about this on our program a number of times. I, I think one time I, we counted up, it was upwards to tw- at least 20 district attorneys across the United States from from the east to the west coast uh, that's backed by George Soros. What I mean, I hate I hate to get you to speculate, but so much. But what what exactly is your theory behind? Um, you know what? What is the ultimate goal here? Yeah, what's their motivation? I mean, I, I know it's you know politically. Maybe it's uh, to to your point. You know, they always talk about the social injustices and the the uh, the fact right. that in, minorities are incarcerated at rates much higher and that type of thing. But I mean, what is the, what is the ultimate goal? Is it is it anarchy? Is it uh, just a loss of civilization or what? Well, that's a great question, Benny. Uh, Look, I think it does go back to what I was saying earlier. Unfortunately, these rogue radical prosecutors and their supporters have bought into this false ideology that our criminal justice system is systemically racist, that's fundamentally broken, and that we have a mass incarceration problem. Again, I disagree with all of those things, to your point, uh, that's often made by these rogue prosecutors, uh, that minority uh, community members, particularly young black males, are incarcerated at a much higher percentage uh, then those same individuals are found in the population. Well, the fact is, unfortunately, young black males commit a disproportionate amount of violent crime in our country. And so, of course, young black males are going to be disproportionately incarcerated. Um, but look, you know, this idea that we somehow are going to reimagine our criminal justice system, that we're not going to lock up even violent offenders in some cases, that we're not going to seek bail conditions, uh, like unfortunately happened uh, in this uh, Wisconsin case, uh, sufficient to protect our community and not see any adverse consequences from that, that's just nonsense. And unfortunately, I think, the again, the crime statistics and the real-world issues that we're seeing, uh, like what happened in Wisconsin, like what we're seeing out in California uh, with the flash mobs robbing stores, leaving CDSs with you know, trash bags full of goods, that's going to continue until and unless these prosecutors start doing their jobs or someone who will do the job uh, comes into office and prosecutes criminals, holds them accountable, and seeks justice for the victims of crime. You know, I, I, your, your expertise is a lot further ahead than ours will ever be on this issue, Zach. But when you consider, you know, the, the garbage that a lot of these police officers are going through and they're having right. criminal charges brought against them. Uh, Michael, you know, uh, what was Daryl? Um, what was the guy's name that uh, shot Michael Brown? And then you have the situation with the police officer. And, and I'm not, I'm not saying with the police officer uh, up uh, with George Floyd, you know, I don't know that he acted properly, but, but they're being charged criminally. And uh, do, do, do police officers have a lot less immunity than some of these DAs do? Well, I think these DAs, their, their uh, priorities are misplaced. Look, everyone agrees. If a police officer violates the law, they need to be held accountable, just like anyone else in society. Unfortunately, that's not what this movement is pursuing. They're pursuing and supporting this radical left-wing defund the police movement that's essentially seen police officers around the country demonized and demoralized for much of the past year and a half or more. And, you know, one of the things that I always worry about with our police officers who do have very 
difficult, dangerous jobs in our society is kind of this Ferguson effect or Minneapolis effect on steroids, where police officers are not being encouraged to do their jobs, to arrest criminals, to protect their communities, and instead are hesitant to take action uh, because they're afraid of civil lawsuits, because they're afraid they're going to be targeted for prosecution by these rogue DAs. And so when you see the police officers in these communities pulling back, not being allowed to do their jobs, again, that's part of this uh, whole phenomena that's contributing to the spike in violent crimes across our communities. You know, unfortunately, the poorest members of our communities do not have the luxury that many of these government officials have of having taxpayer-provided security details. They can't afford to hire private security. All of us, uh, you know, normal folks out in the community depend in part on the police officers to help protect us and to keep our communities safe. And so when the police are not allowed to do their jobs, again, you know, the inevitable results are going to be crime is going to increase uh, in those communities. Well, and again, John Chisholm said, yeah, it's going to happen. I guarantee you it's going to happen. Right. Even to the point of people right. dying. And, and again, right. I, I, uh, <laughs> you're the expert. I'm not. But it's very, very frustrating that they're so slippery that they can't be held accountable. But look into your crystal ball. Where do you see public opinion going? Where do you see our judicial system going? Where do you – I mean, is, is this uh, a – is this – the new normal, or is this just a blip on the radar, and is it going to disappear, do you think? Well, look, I don't think it's necessarily that these road DAs cannot be held accountable. They may not be able to be held accountable for money damages through a civil lawsuit. But certainly the mo- the easiest way for them to be held accountable is for voters to vote them out of office, uh, to make clear that if they don't change their policies, then they're going to be held accountable at the ballot box. We're also seeing in some states uh, like Virginia, or where a Republican attorney general was just elected, uh, the Republican AG seeking to step in and kind of fill the gap a little bit more. Again, out uh, California and San Francisco, we're starting to see recall efforts uh, against Chase Abudin uh, out there. Uh, you know, unfortunately, I think things are probably going to get worse in the short term, uh, especially in many of these cities where rogue prosecutors are in office uh, because they're essentially doubling down on many of their most dangerous policies. Look no further than George Gascon out in L.A., uh, who's not only pro- not prosecuting entire categories of crime, but also isn't seeking sentencing enhancements even for the most vile, violent offenders. I'll give you an example. Uh, there was a father who decapitated two of his children mm. and then forced his other children to go look at the headless, lifeless bodies of mm. the children he just My murdered. Mm. George Gascon said that case was not deserving of uh, enhanced sentencing penalties. His office would not seek enhanced sentencing uh enhancements for that case. And so, again, I think this really highlights just how radical many of these policies are. And I think and I hope the more people realize what exactly these policies are, how radical they are, and what the terrible consequences of these policies are, uh, that the tide will begin to turn uh, against, you know, these individuals and their policies. Well, and in some of these cases, I think the deputies under these prosecuting attorneys are actually right. saying mutiny. We're not going. We're not going to mm-hmm. follow your lead. That's certainly the case out in L.A. And you know, again, there is a wide variation 
among states and the civil service protections uh, that the deputy DAs have. So in L.A., for instance, the deputy DAs enjoy broad civil service protection and they can you know, push back a little more aggressively. Uh, unfortunately, in some places like Philadelphia, uh, Larry Krasner essentially cleaned house uh, in his first few days in office uh, and got rid of anyone who opposed his radical policies. Uh, but I am hopeful that the more these policies come to light, uh, the more uh, we as citizens will begin to push back against these rogue uh, district attorneys. Well, hopefully Virginia is a uh, positive sign, and we'll see more of that in some of these other states. I, I would have to think you you would. I mean, even as liberal as some of these communities are, as, as they see the anarchy and mayhem, uh, I would think the voters would say enough is enough. Yeah, at some point there's going to be a single event that the worm turns dramatically. <laughs> you know, the, the well, if that parade wasn't it, yeah, I don't know what is. But but it's kind of interesting. The parade, uh, it's not being talked about much in the mainstream yeah. media. Um, it's it's really amazing, really. Yeah. Zach, thanks for joining us. Interesting stuff. We'll continue to uh, stay in touch and uh, follow your writings on. Uh, and I, I th- this uh, your article yesterday did appear in the Daily Signal. Am I right? That's absolutely right. Uh, and also, if anyone's interested in following me on Twitter, it's at TZ Smith, at TZ Smith. Or you can follow everything my colleagues and I write at heritage.org. Okay. Well, we've got it up on the screen as well. So uh, thanks, Zach. Keep up the good work and uh, uh, keep praying for America. We're in a pickle. Thank you, sir. Absolutely. Stay Thank with you us. for having me on. You Take bet. Care. Thank you. We'll be right back. 